Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all a brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. Yeah. What's good, y'all? This is C Certified Brewhead, and welcome to episode 14 of Beer Nuts, the podcast, uh, adjunct series, quarantine edition. I always forget that part. Um, this evening, it is just me, but I'm about to bring in a, someone who is a good friend and an incredible businessman and owns one of the, honestly, like no bias, one of my favorite breweries in Canada. We have Uncle Jeff of Town Brewery in Ontario. What's good, brother? What's up, man? How are you? Fantastic. Great to see your face, man. You too. It's been too long. Way, way, too, way long. too long. Way too long, right? I know. It's like the, we were just saying before, the last time I think we even hung out was like a year ago, even more. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a while ago. We were talking uh, over a year, probably. Yes, I think it's just a pregnant. She was. Uh, my son, so she wasn't drinking, but I did all the drinking for her. <laughs> yes, you sure did. You made sure you held her down like a good husband does. Oh, uh, big time. God damn it. Uh, we have, Every time we talk about getting together, though, it reminds me of... Uh, oh, Food Unique. Quebec. Yeah. yeah. Food Unique. That was... Probably the best beer festival I've ever been to, actually. I wouldn't even say probably. I would say, like, 100%. Hands down. 100%. It's not even one of the best beer festivals I've ever been to. It's probably one of the most memorable moments I've yes. ever had was when the sun was going down and we're sitting on the top of the hill. Massive, awesome beer. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, it was unbelievable. It was so good, man. Last year, I wish they did it last year. Yes, and you know, and even in hindsight, it's even worse now because it was supposed to be in like four weeks. It was August Uh, 11th, 8th or 11th this year, and then they had to postpone. So, oh man, it's extra disappointing because I would. This is the one. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I'm a little over beer festivals. I kind of feel like we overdid. I think you and I talked about it. Talked about it in the past. Yeah. And it's There's kind a of, lot of beer festivals. It's a lot, and it's like it's it's you know for us it's work for you when you're there it's work. Fuduni was work, but it kind of wasn't because it was a huge squad of us, and that doesn't happen particularly somewhere like you know ten minutes from the Vermont border in this friggin' beautiful field with sunflowers and like some of the best beer in the world. It was it was such a great experience. And I was there just to drink, but it was work for me because yeah. oh you were politic. We mapped out we mapped out our campsite. I mean, and my wife were like, all right, we're gonna pack our bikes. And we'll bike to the uh, beer festival because it was only something like 10K. We're like, oh, that'll take, you know, 20, 25 minutes, half hour at tops. We didn't realize nope. that the entire 10K mm. was uphill Oof. the entire way to the beer fest. It took us an hour and a half. We were almost late. And then we almost killed ourselves riding downhill the whole way home. Because you're so, too drunk going down. <laughs> yeah, we got mad. That was dangerous. I didn't even know how we made it back in that bus. It was good. Yes. Was a lot of fun. Man, good, good times. Um, just so in case you weren't for me, I got we got the live comments coming through at the same time. So shouts to Mick in Australia. So you're a surprise live. Nice. Shouts, bro. Hopefully it's, I guess it's pretty early there. It's probably like 11 a.m. Yeah, up in Brizzy. Man's right here. So Jeff, uh, it is hot as hell in Montreal. I'm assuming it's uh, ridiculous there, but you look cool. Crazy. Crazy. You look like you're comfortable in Cuba. I am. I'm in my basement and it's uh, air conditioned. So, uh, so I, I apologize for that. But <laughs> no, I'm. Uh, but, uh, I'm just jealous. Really, it was hot as hell when I was brewing beer in the brewery today. So uh, at least there's that. So you deserve it because you would have been sweating all day, right? Yeah, it was pretty nasty in there. It's been nasty the last couple of weeks, but I mean, I'm not going to complain. I hate winter more than anything in the world. So I'm with you. Um, you got to. Sh- I should probably suffer. move to Australia. You know what? It's, uh, I kind of I was talking to you about that the other day. I kind of feel like I fucked up because I came to a place, even though I'm extremely grateful to be here. Um, Canada doesn't have an escape. America, 
the States has multiple escapes. Literally everything south of the border is hot most of the time. Yeah. In Australia, I can go, even like Melbourne is kind of whack right now. It's winter and it's like 5, 10 degrees, which is not fun. You go to Sydney, it's a bit warmer. Then you can go up to Queensland and it's based in Florida. I mean, including yeah. including the racists. But yeah. for real. But it's like, you can, I could have had that. If I really wanted it, I could have had it. And now we're here yeah. and we're already, Montreal is 45 minutes from the border. Toronto is about the same. Like, yeah. what do you know? We don't really have a choice. It's as good as it gets. We can go to Vancouver, I guess, and then, you know. Vancouver is nice. Vancouver is beautiful. I've, I haven't been to Vancouver since I really got into beer. Same. Um, the last time I was out there was probably, shoot, like 15 years ago or something, and I was camping out on the island. But, um, yeah, beautiful I would love to go out to Vancouver. I'd move to Vancouver in a hot minute if I didn't own a brewery in Ontario now. <laughs> Man, I feel you. It's a different life, though. I got a, I got a mate from England who lives there. And he always busts my balls about like the West Coast life. Yeah. He just keeps telling me how much better it is. He used to live here, so oh, he's yeah. like, "I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool, I get it. I think it'd be nice if you don't have shit else to do because I feel like just living there is mad expensive, and like there's not as many things you can like on a practical sense. Like the beer world for you is probably great for music, and I think it'd help me too much for like the other business stuff. Yeah, maybe. Music. maybe. I, don't, I don't know what the scenes like out there music wise, but. I mean, Toronto, I'm guessing, is like the culture the as, best. Well, as well as Montreal. Montreal is a gorgeous city, too. I love Montreal. Yeah, it's great. It's just uh, I wish weather would be something sort of consistent. Like, it's either like 40 degrees and you can't breathe, or it's minus 40. You also yeah. can't breathe. That's Canada, though. Yeah, right. <laughs> love it, though, Jeff. We love it. We love to complain about it. Yeah, you know what? It wouldn't be Canada if we didn't. Um, we wouldn't be Canadians if we weren't sitting here complaining about the weather right now. So right? We've done a good job. Even in the middle of summer. Yeah, exactly. It's a Canadian podcast, goddammit. Speaking of, <laughs> of uh, no, this I was trying to do a segue, it didn't work. I want to crack the beer. <laughs> I yeah. tried, I tried. I've been waiting, I've been waiting. So tonight, oh, can I tap it? I have to tap it. We're going to do this bad boy. We started with this, outside jokes, 5% pale ale. Um, mate, the can, like, we're going to, I think we should start with the, 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 no, Let's talk about the beer first because there's so many questions I want to ask you. We were talking over the text about what we were going to cover and I've got a lot of shit that I want to – because it's been two year, two and a half years since the first podcast, eh? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Which is really – which is why we were overdue for doing another one and we're going to try and do a um, uh, another Toronto series to make it work. Oh, this is really unfair, Dan. I screwed you, bro. Let me put <laughs> – I'm splitting. Tiff's cousin Dan just moved here – from England in the middle of a pandemic. What up, cousin Dan? That was a bad decision. Right? That's what, <laughs> cheers, bro. Um, he, hey, he's maybe forced. Uh, no, not forced. He really wanted to be here. We asked him. <laughs> why, why, why did you move in the middle of a pandemic? Uh, England was getting worse. Yeah. And I thought, as opposed to the borders fully shut, England was just getting worse. Right. So England was getting what? Did you hear that? No. Now England was getting worse, and so instead of like before, like he couldn't come here because oh, what was supposed okay. to happen, we were supposed to go to England in August and chill in Europe for like three weeks. I, I haven't been there since two thousand and when you said fifteen years ago. It's when I was last in Vancouver. It's two thousand four, yeah. two thousand five. So it's been a long time for me. Tiff's got family, of course. To Dan's whole family, most of Tiff's family's there. It's just her and her mum and a few people here from Jamaica. Yeah. They all most went to England. Some went here. And uh, we were supposed to go there, and Dan was going to come back with us. He's going to be working for High Season, our agency. Nice. But um, this happened, so he just wants to come now. In the middle of like whether you come now or come later, maybe it gets worse. So at least he's in. Yeah. He did his two weeks, and he's been free for two days. And the, 
since Tuesday he got out. So we uh, we took him around yesterday. Oh, yeah. A little bit. You know what's funny? We had four months worth of empty cans and bottles and I left fucking went to Ontario and take them back because <laughs> you can't do that shit here. Yeah. So we thought, all right, we enjoyed, you know, we hadn't gone anywhere because we've been very cautious with, you know, you've got the business so you're going there, you've got, you know, kids yeah. you've got to do stuff with. We've kind of just been like staying home, going to the supermarket, the drugstore, that's basically it, you know. Totally. So, um, all right, outside jokes. 5% paleo. Uh, do you know what hops are in this? Yeah, so this was one that we actually, um, we've been working with a couple of different paleos over the last little while, but um, <clears throat> we had an opportunity to grab some hops called uh, Sultana. Oh, I've heard of that, yeah. Uh, it used yeah, to be Sultana. called something else. It changed its name. Sorry? Sultana used to have a different name and they changed it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I forgot what it was. You know I don't it. Know, to be honest with you. Yeah, you know it if I say it. Anyway, sorry. Not, De- not Denali, is it? Yes, because Denali was a mountain and they weren't allowed to name it after, so they chose another mountain near it that was Sultana. We need, like, do you ever listen to Armchair Expert? No. What's that? No. Podcast? like a podcast. But they have a a fact check, so we need to fact check at the end of this. (laughs) We can do that. (laughs) I'm down. Do you know what? That's what what Dan's job's going to be. We've never used Sultana before, (laughs) so it's just like a pineapple bomb. Right, yeah, totally and, smells uh, like fine. It's just Sultana Citra, um, nice heavy dry hop, 5%. We wanted to make something, I mean, like, I love IPAs. I love big bodied beers especially, um, big, hop, big hop presence. Um, but, you know, you can't drink 65 7.5%, 8.5% beers all day, all night kind of thing. So yeah. we, uh, we just wanted to come up with something that had that big body, had that big hop presence, um, drank like an IPA. I mean, that's... I think what a American pale ale or pale ale, whatever you want to call it these days, um, is the goal for some. Anyways, that's the goal for us. We want an IPA that drank like a, a 5% IPA, essentially. So, right. I love it. That's what we've tried to do. Killer. Cheers, bro. Cheers, mate. This is fire, bro. I love this. Uh, Tiff is saying, uh, I always hear about the Armchair Expert podcast. Okay, cool. So what we want to do, and she says, Dan is the new Jamie. Do you listen to uh, Rogan at all? I haven't, actually. Okay. I haven't, haven't really got into podcasts at all. Okay. I'm, like, I'm like a weird, uh, old, like we were talking about technology. I can't figure out how to get my Bluetooth headphones working. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of like an old soul, man. I still listen to the radio. Okay, I respect that. Someone's uh, going to do it. Keep yeah, so I'm just kind of getting into the podcast now. My wife has kind of made fun of me to the point where... Um, <laughs> I'm like, all right, whatever, I'll do it. So I've started listening to some podcasts. What do you, uh, what do you face? Armchair Expert's the one she likes, so she always tells me about it. There's some cool, uh, some cool guests on there. Sam Harris podcast is interesting. He's great. Yes. Um, and uh, everybody always talks about Rogan. I watch tons of Rogan clips, but I've never actually like put on a Rogan episode. So okay. Finish. The clips are good. The I, clips I, are what got us into yeah. it too. Yeah. Very convenient. Um, totally. Point being, you know how he's got Jamie, who's his guy. That he's like, "Yo, Jamie, look that up." Type mm-hmm. of thing. So that's what Dan's going to be. That's so, yeah, yeah, for sure. So Dan, just talk about a bunch of shit that we have no idea what we're talking. And then about I can be like that. Yeah. So the Perfect. question, the first one is a hop called Sultana, and it used to have another name. Yeah. Could you find out what the other name for it was? Yeah. Cool. See, he's done it. It's the best. Ooh. I love it. I love it. I want to get him get him involved. It's perfect because it's just like a nice way to do it. 
needs a, he needs a microphone now. So we're going to figure that out so he has a microphone so he can just give the answer. Because he talks funny and I talk funny. <laughs> and in my opinion, you talk funny. So, I talk really funny. <laughs> <laughs> you do, I love the Canadian accent. You'll see it. They're teaching Dan. Because you've got to understand the, the Canadian side and the Quebec side. It's like the Perk the Curry and the Curry Perk type of Canadian one. And then there's the Quebec you gotta one. Go east. You got to go east and talk to some people on the east coast. Yeah. Sometimes. That's when you get the real Canadian accent. Oh, dude, it's so funny. I had one mate from Halifax and he totally did the, you know, Perk the Care type of yeah. trailer park voice thing with gold. Uh, I appreciate it so much. <laughs> it's so funny. Ah, oh, fucking hell. All right. So the last podcast we did was, uh, we did it January 2nd, 2018. I remember that date specifically. Wow. And you had been open since November, so you've been open two months. At yeah. the time, we didn't know each other. Um, we had we normally wouldn't do a podcast with a brewery that's so new, just because of, I always find it's maybe not fair. They're still finding their feet and like trying to figure it out. But I'm very, very glad that we did one because you and I, you're one of the few people I would consider like a, a good friend from from beer that we, you know, we did this and we just kept in touch and hang out whenever we can. Um, For sure. But two, like you guys, were one of my favorite breweries. And to be honest, you've only just got better and better over the years. In two and a half years, it's insane your level of growth. So for those who didn't tune in to, I think it was episode 71, 72. So that was a while ago. Yeah. I can remember that. I used to do, back in the day, I used to be able to like almost nail everyone now. I'm like, <laughs> it's a jumble of numbers now. Like That's like Michael Jordan in The Last Dance talking about a specific jump shot. Because you can remember that, right? <laughs> And that was a great doco, right? Eh? Uh, it was awesome. Mm. Super fire. So maybe for those who didn't tune into that episode, do you want to give us the the history of you know how you got into beer and how the brewery came about? And then maybe we'll catch people up on the last you know, two, two and a half years. Yeah, man. For sure. Um, essentially, like, uh, I had been working I've been working in sales for like 10 years. No. Um, By the way, sorry, Jeff, you were right. It was Denali. Yeah. It was Denali. Denali? Yes. Yeah, I, 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 I guess I did know that, okay. but I just didn't really think of it. So you did, you totally knew. Sorry. See, thank you, Jamie. I, we, we hadn't used Denali. <laughs> I think I used Denali back in the day when we were homebrewing. Right. I think. Because uh, it was, it was briefly think. named that. So maybe you probably used it then and then didn't even realize that that same yeah. hop had. It's had, glorious, though. It's like, it's the nicest, so biggest. Just so juicy and pineapple. Juice. And just so yeah. easy to drink at 5%. It's got so much flavor. It's got the wicked, yeah. wicked mouthfeel. It's something I want to touch on as well as your the mouthfeel. I love it. It's insane. Sorry. Yeah, I, and I, that's the thing. No, it's all good, man. I mean, and the thing is, I think the one that you're drinking, the one that I have right now is our second batch. I think the one that you have is our first batch. Package June 10th. June 10th. Oh, no. Yeah, that's, that's the second batch. So we're drinking the same one. Yeah, that's and I feel fire, like, it's like it's a pale ale. We're going to continue to brew. I mean, it's not always going to be in the fridge, but... We're probably going to stick to it maybe once a month or something like that. But uh, I feel like we're refining it and dialing it in. Um, the first one was a little, had a little, it was a little rough around the edges, I guess you could say. Okay. Uh, the second one was a little more, I think, smooth and refined. And then uh, I think I brewed it last week. So I think we're coming out with another one. Coming out with so. Yes. I love that. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I, I digress. Um, I apologize. The question, the yes. Brewery. Yeah, no worries. Um, I was working in beer, and uh, I was a sales guy uh, for. I worked for Mill Street ages ago, and then I worked for Guinness. I worked kind of like for a couple of different beer uh, companies doing sales. Nice. And Hart just wasn't in kind of the this. Well, first of all, wasn't in the sales aspect, but also um, was more into like real craft beer. Okay. Uh, so 
I had a couple of buddies who were really interested in uh, starting a brewery. One of them called me and uh, he wanted to go look at a property uh, to do a brewery. And he basically said, um, his name's James. Uh, he's like, I won't do this unless you're in. And uh, so I was like, all right, well, I have no money. So uh, I don't know how I'm going to be in, but I'll come look at this building with you. Uh, anyways, we went to look at the building. It didn't work out. Um, and we ended up looking at another spot in, uh, in Whippy. Okay. And a week later, put the deposit down. And after we put the deposit down, kind of worked backwards, we started building our business plan um, and uh, started paying rent and started building a business plan and uh, found another partner who um, we really just met through like networking the business plan and, and figuring that stuff out. And uh, his name's Keith and could not be happier to have met this guy because he's become like a brother to us, uh, to us both. So there's three owners, myself, James and Keith. Gotcha. Uh, we all still like each other. We all still <laughs> love each other. <laughs> very important, uh, very rare. Which is very important and very rare. But um, but we're all in it for the right reason. We want to. Uh, we just want to make great beer at the end of the day. And uh, you know what you define great beer is um, is up to you. But we find that we make great beer in our opinion. Uh, beers that we like to drink and that excite us. That was the biggest thing. Like you know, we don't want to go to work and be doing anything, uh, including brewing a beer that we're not like wholeheartedly down with and, yeah. and understand why we're doing it. And, and we want to be doing it all for a reason. And that reason could be like, yo, I want the biggest, nastiest hot bomb, uh, at eight and a half, nine percent. Uh, or it could be, I want the lightest, crispiest beer that you could possibly drink on like a hot summer day. Um, and anywhere in between. And we really kind of like you know, it's tough when we're, we're making beers and we're trying to, like, keep up with the demand because we don't have a huge system. Uh, we also have, you know, Square Wheels are, are like, quote-unquote flagship IPAs and not LCBO, so we're battling to keep up with the with, um, production for that. And sometimes we actually do kind of lose sight of, like, hey, what, what's super exciting to us and what um, is different and what do we really, really want to do that would be um, kind of out of the ordinary. Yeah. Um, so sometimes we have to shift our focus back to that so that we can... You know, come up with these more kind of fun and different. We call them passion projects because, you know, we love honestly. Like, there's nothing more than we love uh, more than like a good New England hazy IPA, um, pale ale, uh, that kind of thing. But at the same time, it's like there's other things we like as well. We like sours. Uh, we just put out a sour. It was like a half sour tart grisette uh, with lemon and lemon and sea salt. And it was like, yeah, I don't know, like name wise. Cachet-wise, marketing-wise, I don't know if that's going to fly off the shelf, but when people try it, they'll be like, God damn, this is a good, refreshing beer. It's just like, it's just really, really nice. Um, and yeah, we like to experiment, but really at the end of the day, we're just like, the owners, three of us are just down there to make awesome beer. And then like our staff is what makes our brewery what it is. Um, right. And it's just like, everything I just said is, you know, all of our staff are, are all in as well. Um yeah, it's just like everybody just comes to work and, and at the end of the day, my job is just to make sure that like everyone's happy coming to work and that they they are wanting to come to work to do what they're going to do. And I feel like we've got that. And I feel like everyone's super proud of the product that we're producing and um, is behind it. I mean, you can tell, right? You can tell yeah. people are like, I mean, that's what I did for five years. I sold shit I didn't care about, right? So, I mean, 
I know what it looks like when someone doesn't give a shit. And I think we have the best staff in the world. And they, like I said, they make us who we are as a brewery. Without them, we'd be dead. So, yeah, it's it's awesome. I don't even know if I answered your question, but no, you gave the history. That's perfect, actually, man. I think yeah. that's a really good point, though. Like because you did something that you didn't care about for a long time, you can see that. Oh, yeah. I think that's a really key thing to have as, as a business owner, particularly in beer when. It's like, you know, we always talk about it's like an, it's an art and a science and the art side of it For sure. is where the passion comes in, right? And, you know, you and I connected because we have similar palates. We are into the haze and like the lactose yeah. and the, the sours and the fun shit and the pastry styles and whatever. So this is something that now you've gone from selling stuff that you didn't care about to pay the bills to now being in the chair where you're able to make those calls. And something else I want to also get into is now you're actually hands-on with the brewing because you weren't in the beginning from no, no, I wasn't brewing right? at all. Straight biz. When we opened, the, when we opened the brew, like I love beer and I have for a long time. But when we opened the brew, like all I had done is, you know, some homebrew batches, pretty much. Um, so we hired a brewing team. They got us off on the right foot. Um, you know, established us kind of in the uh, Ontario craft beer scene, and uh, we've just grown and grown and grown kind of since then. And then um, we had two new guys come in last year, okay. uh, and. About six months after they came in, uh, one of the Mike, who's uh, what up, Mike? I hope you're watching. Um, I hope so too, Mike. He, he got an opportunity actually to take a job uh, in Spain. He was hey. working uh, like a like working abroad, and he was like I don't know how old he is, 26, 27. Um, anyways, jumped at the opportunity and uh, moved to Spain. He was going to go for a year, and I essentially said, I loved him. I, I was like I, I need this kid back in my life when he's ready to come back. But if he's got to go to Spain for a year. We just called it college. He was going off to college. He was going to come to, to mom and pop uh, a year later. <laughs> like so we looked for a brewer. Couldn't really find any anyone that, you know, uh, we were, like, super stoked about. I guess Whippy is kind of a hard place to get people to come out to. <laughs> um, so I decided that, like, um, I had studied it and watched and, and been involved in enough aspects of the, of the brewing process over the, you know, year and a half, two years, I guess, that I was going to step in and, and do the brewing now the other guy who came over uh last summer was andy uh andy came from left field he was working at left field for i think three years okay um and he came over he's our head brewer but he's my boss he mm. tells me what to do um he's a mastermind behind the uh he's a mastermind behind the recipe development he's a mastermind behind um he's a, he's been in the brewing industry for i think for eight eight or ten years now so um he knows his way around. I mean, I know I know my way around our brewery, and I, I know my way around our beers. But uh, Andy's got a certain kind of like research and development creative mind that uh, he goes down the wormhole and enjoys being there. Um, we came out with a half of Eisen a couple of weeks ago, another kind of passion project, and dude did so much research on that beer and just looking at mash rests and all kinds of different aspects to the actual process of brewing that beer rather than just the ingredients. And, uh, it turned out amazing. So now Andy's still with us. Mike left, but then Mike went to Spain and goddamn COVID hit. And oh, uh, he, he, he was on lockdown. So he actually got shipped back. And then, uh, when he got back, he took a job at his, the old brewery that used to work at Steamworks out in BC. So I'm actively daily just sending him texts trying to uh, drag his ass back to Ontario. So, hey man, we're just talking about I can see the coal, you know, the West Coast. We're calling him. 
that's the thing, right? If I was his age and could do what I want, yeah, Vancouver's where I'd be. Yeah, man. Like I see a lot of Ontarians do that, like because it's just such a different vibe. It's totally awesome. it is a totally different vibe, and like you know, um, it it has that kind of that that middle ground. It's like not too cold, not too hot. Yeah, that's something uh, I get so yeah. mad when my boy tells me the weather. I'm like, fuck you, bro. Like, we get this trash. <laughs> They oh, get like no. zero. The other day I was complaining about how hot it was here. Mike sent me a screenshot of the weather and it was like 14 across the board in rain. So I'd rather this than that. That's a problem. I mean, those guys, sorry. No, go. Those guys, they, yeah, they, they, they came over last summer, like I said, and Andy, Andy's still with us. And <clears throat> yeah, so it's like I'm brewing. Andy's the mastermind behind it all. Um, we just brought one of our guys from the, uh, from the tap room to the back. He was like, Super eager to uh, to join us in the production area. So our boy Tom, who used to be our taproom manager, we moved back, which allowed us to actually then hire some of our staff who we unfortunately had to lay off during COVID. We got to hire them back um, in different positions because Tom was in the back. So we did a bit of a shuffle. And uh, <clears throat> we have everyone back now, which is awesome. Good. Not full-time or not to the hours that they had before, but we're lucky right? enough to be able to bring them in you know, part-time. So that was important for us. That's amazing, man. Good on you. That's, yeah. that's a good sign, right? Like, yeah. I, I have noticed that a lot of the, um, uh, the beer sales during all this time, I thought it would have kind of dipped a bit, but I feel like more than anything, I've had more trouble getting my hands on like certain beers, particularly if I'm going to be honest, it's always the high pays. And yeah. now you guys are players in that, in that world. Like your shit just it was wild. goes, dude. Dude, it was, it was wild. The, um, like when it all first started happening in March, um, like more than half our business is our tap room, right. right? People coming in, pounding beers. We have like super busy trivia nights. We've had super busy uh, pop-up, like food pop-ups. We do vinyl nights on Fridays. Like we have like a bunch of stuff going on in our tap room because the thing about our tap room is it, it we, our capacity is like 110. So it's not a small space, right? So we can bring in a lot of people. And then when Dougie Ford was like, yo, we got to shut down restaurants, we got to shut down bars, we are like, we didn't know what we were going to do. We were ready to lay everybody off. I was ready to lay myself. I was looking up how to lay yourself off as a business owner, right? And I just Because I just didn't know what would happen. I was worried that the beer that was in our tanks already brewed was just going to rot. Mm-hmm. Um, but then at the end of the day, what happened is everyone stayed home and they just drank. Was, like People just were, we started off with free home delivery, which went wild. Um, you know, we were selling, we were selling as much, delivery and that was a different business we were selling the same amount of beer but we're set we're packaging it and we're hand delivering it to people's homes so it's a different business but that's not sustainable right no i mean it wouldn't probably wouldn't have been sustainable long term but i mean it kept a lot of us employed most of us employed and then at a certain point we were able to to bring everybody back and Mm. we're still getting our beer out there too right which was super important um yeah, it was wild. I mean, May was uh, May was insane. June's like it slowed down a little bit because I think people are finally realizing that realizing they can't just sit at home and spend their hard-earned serb dollars on <laughs> free home delivery pints. But, right. Uh, but oh, yeah, I mean, they? it's it's still yeah, they might be. Um, but yeah, it's still been good, and and it was wild, man. Roller coaster of emotions. Like you're like shit. We're gonna close. Oh my god, we need more people. Oh my God, it's slowing down. Mm. What the hell is going on? And it was just kind of like a, a total roller coaster. Um, but hey, man, that's I guess that's part of it. Yeah. 
it's, it's very um, it's very cool that you're able to, to push through. I think not all breweries were as fortunate um, as you guys, and I, I, I put it down to quality of the product at the end of the day. Um, it's been interesting because when I feel like you know we found out about you guys because of the podcast you know, quite early on, and I feel like you've really become this community staple. Whitby, there's four breweries. One of them participated in the Molson thing I found out, which, uh, yeah. surprise, surprise, I guess. Um, you know, so there's three great breweries in the movie. The movie. Um, <laughs> fuck it, I can say it, right? Um, yeah, sure. Why not? And, um, you know, it's, it's, you guys have really, like, taken this role of, of, of that area of, um, like I said, the trivia and I always see, I get, you, know, you guys, are, people are wiling out over um, yeah. the trivia stuff. <laughs> and then... On top of that, since like the rebrand, which is something I definitely want to get into, this has got the old logo still, but the new yeah. uh, label styles, baby um, steps. Baby steps. Hey, <laughs> amen. I love it. I, I love the I new logo. There we go. There you go. Oh, look at that! Beautiful. Um, it's sick. That's um, fresh today. It's sick. Ooh, I saw that one. Uh, that is eighth of July. Today is the 9th of July. Does it get any That's fresher good. than that, mate? Straight from the tanks. No, it's been really cool. I've enjoyed seeing the change because your branding was like was always actually really quite clean beforehand as well with the cap and all caps and like this mostly solid color cans that really stood out. This is like just taking it a different direction. And then you got the new brew team, which made sense. You're changing the personnel, it's a good move to change the uh, style. Oh, not the style. You know, I feel like you've gone deeper down the haze world. And I, I, my theory, I, we haven't spoken about it. I, I gather it's because this is what your palette lies. You've moved now from the, you know, the business role into the brewer role. Probably, I'd imagine you're still doing your managerial businessman duties too, right? Not as that, much as I should, but... <laughs> hey, man. Yeah. Oh, as yeah. long as the beer's good, yeah. right? It sells yeah, itself. No. But like, I feel it's like you've, you've definitely done that and you've, you've made beers. I've never seen... I've seen people that I follow on Instagram like lose their minds over your shit. I've had multiple people whose palates, I know what they drink and, and I respect what they have to say about it. Have said that some of the beer. What was the beer? There was one they said was the best IPA like haze they've ever had. Um, I forgot what beer it was. Fuck. Even like Astro Ever After, which I still have in the fridge, which I bet yeah. is still fire even after three pushing three months old now. Um, you're still killing it. You've just really changed everything. The mouthfeel is different. The whole thing is it's like it's this really cool evolution to watch. So I guess um, one of the questions would be why did you? move into the brewing role what what sort of sparked that i mean one of the biggest things for me to be completely honest with you is i'm an absolute control freak to the like 10th degree yes um, i aligned and, with that so and although like i think that everybody at the brewery might have thought i was like semi-crazy when i when i said that i was gonna take over in the in the brewing like and i, I didn't take over like our production i'm just taking over as the brewer mm-hmm. um and working alongside andy and I know, like, I also felt like, you know, I was ready to do that. It wasn't, it wasn't going to be a difficult transition for me, but I'm also like a total, total, um, control freak. And at that point I had, you know, we had hired before, even like, to be honest, when I hired Andy and Mike in the last summer, it was like, there was a sense of just kind of trust. Mm-hmm. You know what you're going to do. I've got faith in you. Let's do it. And then it got to the point where when Mike left that I'm like, I know exactly like, like I've got a better handle on how things are working back there and what we're doing. And I think that we've taken ourselves, you know, 
with Andy and Mike to the point where I was really like like stoked on on the consistency, most importantly of the stuff that we were doing. And I really didn't want to bring in somebody that we weren't 100% confident that could continue that consistency. Right. So I thought, I'm going to just get Mike before he leaves and goes on his vacation to Spain uh, to teach me, right? To, to, to refine what I needed to know. Okay. So um, that was really, for me, I just, I'm, I'm an absolute control freak. And I, I, I entrusted Andy and I entrusted Mike. And I would just, I think I was just going to find it difficult to with any of the people that we were getting applying um, to really entrust them with, with what we, where we had gone mm. and to maintain us there. Okay. Maintain the standards of what we thought. But um, as far as like really dialing in on the haze and, and, and different ways that we can brew our, our IPAs and our pale ales is like, and our double IPAs, um, is that consistent? We got to a point where we, you know, we had this consistency where we were getting um, these nice flavors, this good mouthfeel, um, you know, just beers finishing where we wanted them to finish. And then what that kind of allowed us to do is like, all right, we've got, say, Square Wheels, which is our quote-unquote flagship IPA. We've got it where we want to get it. Now we can, you know, we can really, we've got this consistency of the idea of a hazy IPA, and now we can really mess around with it. We can mess around with water chemistry. We can mess around with hop combinations. We can mess around with the grist bill. Um you know, mash temps, finishing beers a little lower uh, in residual sugar, a little high, higher in residual sugar, mess around with bitterness and hop additions and where we put them, whether we're putting them, um, you know, in the boil, whether we're putting everything in the whirlpool or what we're doing um, with each kind of beer. And I felt like we had this like temp, like this like base level. Um, and then we could kind of play around with that. And you know, come up with these crazy hop combinations that we're bringing out like coconut smoothie vibes. And then we have other ones that are bringing out like pineapple five alive vibes. And then yeah. you've got just like all of these different kind of um, flavor profiles. And like, they're honestly the types of beers that we like to drink. They're our go-to beer. I mean, outside jokes is the go-to after work pint now. Right. Um, it's what we all want. Um, and it's what we all love. Um, so it's just like... <clears throat> I, and I've always kind of said to everybody at the brewery is like, I'm never going to say like, congratulations, we've got to the point where we wanted to get to. And now we're like, we're good um, without being like, <clears throat> you know, a shitty boss or whatever. It's like, this is awesome. Like, this is amazing. This is great beer. I love it. What can we do better next time? Mm -hmm. And that's not to say like this one wasn't good. It was like, what can we change or what can we not even better, but like, you know, what can we do different next time? Mm. is there a way that we can make this better we can change it up and it's just like you know people say that hazy hazy ipas or ipas new styles and england ipas all taste the same and like i just think that's not true because there's so many different things that you can do um in terms of sweetness in terms of hot profile in, ter in terms of grain profile yeast profile, everything there's like just so many different things that you can do and i think that uh you know, we've we've a couple of times have put out you know two different IPA releases on the same day for that reason alone is like side by side these two beers. Mm -hmm. If they taste the same, I'll give you a hundred bucks. Right, because <laughs> they know would. What I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's but it's uh, yeah, it's, it's it's what we like. It's what we do, and uh, it's what we talk about, uh, and it's what we just strive to like. Just come out with every time is just a nice, consistent, balanced beer. I love it, man. At the end of the day, and like it's not the only types of beer we make. I mean. We're super proud of our lager program that we've that we've come 
up with over the last, I mean, I guess you could say like four or five, six months. I mean, Big Money, which is the Hellas Lager, is like probably one of my favorite lagers that I can drink. I love that shit. And then, you know, we, we're, we're actually experimenting with um, a new yeast from, well, it's not necessarily a new yeast, but yeast from Escarpment, their crispy yeast, which is a Kvike yeast, um, kind of like cultured to ferment out like lager crispiness. So nice. we've got a beer in the next couple of weeks coming out using that yeast. And it's like the sours, the stouts, we've done a couple of different stouts. We actually have the Black is Beautiful stout um, Ooh, conditioning yes. right now. So we're going to be canning that up in the next couple of weeks. Amazing. Um, yeah, so like, yeah, we just like, I just, you know, we like making everything, man. But at the end of the day, it's like if you don't go to work and you're not excited to, to, to brew the beer, to do whatever it is you do, um, you know, then it's not worth doing at the end of the day, really. 100% bro. I mean yeah. it might be worth doing if they pay you enough money <laughs> of course like it's all about the cash right take the fucking cash exactly I'll take Jeez. the cash otherwise like, whatever. To buy me? Buy come me. through come through let's go <laughs> so uh, I guess we can find square wheels in the make it Canadian 2-4 yeah, yeah totally, totally. <laughs> the fuck what out of joke. here I know right Jesus Christ we talked about that oh. at length the last two episodes like fuck yeah. that shit um, Joe just realized so we were gifted a, so Tiff has a new obsession with plants right now, which I'm very much on board for. I love it. our whole house covered in plants. And Absolutely. we were gifted, which is what you're supposed to be, we were gifted a money tree from our neighbor who does well. He's an entrepreneur, somewhat of a mentor for us. He's very big on YouTube, like 150K subscribers and stuff. And we call that tree big money. Nice. <laughs> and I just realized right now when you get the money, the big money, I was like, oh, fuck. Well, that Meant was the one be. thing that the best part about Mike was he was just like a human beer name catalog. <laughs> I love that. Well, he know what, both actually. They know uh, what we, had. We got one. We had, we put out one logger called Chillis Frig. I love that one. And, that was great too. Uh, that was like uh, that was the latest one, right? That was actually like the, in the new brand, the older ones. Oh, but was it? No, the new? you think? Oh yeah, no, we did come back out with because I had I had it yeah. and I had the waves, the, the waves, the tat, yeah. like the Japanese tattoo waves. Yeah, it's like the light. It's like a light lager. Uh, I mean, I guess you could consider it more of like an American style lager. Yeah. But uh, we left Mike alone on the brew stand when we left, and we texted him to see how he was doing. And we're like, "How's the brew going?" He's like, "Chill as frig, bro. Chill as frig." <laughs> so, we're like, all right, that's the beer. That's been boom. And then he ended up getting a stuck sparge, and it took him like nine hours to do the brew. So, <laughs> so not, it wasn't really that chill. <laughs> not chill as frig. So it was even better. That's fucking gold, man. Uh, we have a couple comments coming in. So we have Daniel Hughes. Daniel is my friend in Vancouver I kept referring to. Dan said, hey, y'all, what the fuck? It's not Friday. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Dan, we have a Thursday and a Friday this week. We're giving you bonus. We're giving you content, my G. And Dan, we were just talking about you a bunch and all the things you said about Vancouver. Um, and then Bruce Morris. Hello, Tiffany and Craig. You are a legend, Bruce. I hope you, if you drove up to Canada, I hope you made it through. Bruce is from Canada but lives in Dallas, Texas. And I worry about his Ooh, safety because yeah, America. That's not good. I know, right? He's, but he's coming up here for like two months, so he lives in... Oh, fuck. Well, he tells me every time I always forget the name. He's got I a wicked... Like, nah, something like far, like... like uh, I want to say, uh, because I know that, like, Parry Sound or something. Oh, in Ontario he lives. Yeah, yeah Ontario. Yeah, it's yeah, through Ontario. Yeah. Uh, Tiff Parry Sound, right? Yeah, so it's beautiful. He's got a wicked house. Like, he's sending some photos. It's great. So, hey, Bruce, I'm in the comments this time. Not on the screen... Uh, Daniel is saying on the homebrew tonight mates Dan's been homebrewing and Bruce is saying is Town Brewery beer sold in the LCBO well I'm glad you asked Bruce yes it is <laughs> uh, Square Wheels is their uh, IPA which speaking of that are we going to do it Dan would you mind getting the Square Wheels IPA <laughs> I'm sorry baby you want to point the fan your way 
Uh, it's the blue. It should be on the top, the middle shelf. Uh, and you can, if you want to rinse your glass and all, you can pour that one up. Yeah. Um, yeah, Bruce, you'll be able to get their beer. Do you ship anywhere in Ontario, Jeff, or is it um, anywhere in Ontario? So, Bruce, you could actually do an order. Uh, two weeks in Whitestone Lake. You should. Whitestone Lake. Yes. What area is that, Bruce? Yeah. What What area? When? <laughs> honestly, Bruce, I'm. I can't like. I said it earlier, and I'm not. I'm not bullshitting, Jeff. Like your shit is my favorite stuff to the point where I get. You know, I already told. We talked about this back in the day because you and I are both Bellwood sort of fanboys from time. Absolutely. Um, I get nervous about your when your stuff comes out. I just sort of like. Because I know I can't just order it online, so I've got to like, Jeff, can you like? <laughs> it's just exceptional. I, I just can't express how it's much so I'm enamored with your stuff, dude. Like, it's thank you. Thank you, man. Tell so Jeff how you it's, were like, maybe if I pay him large sums up front, yeah, they could take it. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, maybe if I just like, let's yeah. see what he'll do. Do think Jeff? If I just give him a bunch of money, be like, hey, man, can you just keep me like a four pack of everything? And, like, <laughs> I'm not joking. We can. We'll talk offline when we're when we're allowed to talk about not shipping over the uh, over the provincial. Because borders. you would never do that. Never, ever. I would never do that. I, I drove to Whitby. I definitely drove to Whitby for those. I absolutely did because I broke quarantine to do it because that's how much I needed this in my goddamn life. No, it's good, man. I'm 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 glad to hear that. That's it's the, just the, yeah, man. The most important thing is like consistency, right? The Absolutely. thing is, like, when you're a small brewery and you're growing, it's like your beer has to be consistent because it could be the first time someone's drinking your beer. Yes. And if they drink it and it's dog shit, if it's, if it's oxidized or if it's, you know, full of diacetyl and they drink it, they're going to have a terrible experience. Well, there's, like, how many breweries in Ontario? 400, 500 different uh, breweries in Ontario? Last I checked was 350, but it could be between but, 350 and 400, yeah. Like, they don't need to drink your beer. There's other right. beer out there. There's a lot. If their first experience is, is terrible, then, you know, there's 349 other choices for them. So <laughs> yeah, 100%. that's why it's nice to get to a point where, you, you, you know, we're ha- consistently happy with the product. I love it. Um, Bruce said it's 25 minutes northeast of Parry Sound, so I was right. Oh, yeah. We'll take it up there for you, Bruce. Yeah. Bru- honestly, Bruce, I'll talk to you offline. I'll shoot you DM. I cannot express how much I am in love with this stuff. So this is the one you'd be able to get in LCBO really here. That's it. This is called Square Wheels. Uh, this is a new version of their uh, IPA. Um, the interesting thing about this, the mouthfeel has completely been upgraded, but the uh, the nose, classic Square Wheels. Like I could smell this anywhere and know this is Square Wheels. Yeah. Maybe because I've had this it's more that, than anything. You know what? It's the Idaho 7. Oh, it's Idaho fucking 7. We talked about that before, haven't we? That's Ooh, it. It's my favorite hop. It's like refined the kind of the hot profile in this uh beer as well but um the idaho seven is really what kind of makes this beer like makes square wheels square wheels it's got that mm. dang it tastes like your hands smell after you roll a joint like it's just <laughs> like, dank but it's like it doesn't taste like weed smoke it just tastes like dank buds really yes and it's like idaho seven's nice in that way it, it, it's very easy to like overdo it we did a batch actually not super recently, but uh, in the last little while, and we decided we were going to try something different where we usually 50-50 our Whirlpool hops with Idaho 7 and another. And uh, on a batch, we decided, like, let's try, <coughs> we'll go 100% Idaho. Okay. Um, so we went 100% Idaho, and dude, it was, like, so dang. <coughs> like, too so, dang? So, dang, yeah. I mean, it was good, but it took, like, it needed, we, we held it back. We needed a couple of days for it to mellow a little bit because <laughs> usually we're, like, 
can the beer Wednesday, release the beer Thursday, ship the beer Friday. Gotcha. Um, but this one, we were like, no, nah, this this thing needs to mellow a little bit because when it when the beers are a little bit green, a little bit fresh, um, they come across as you know they come across as a little more bitey. Yeah, a hot burn. Uh, a little more in your face. Yeah. But like you said, that hot burn. Um, but yeah, this one needs a little bit to mellow. Anyways, Idaho is kind of what makes this beer it, and uh, we don't use Idaho in any other beer. Uh, right, so I mean, we have like we've used I don't know we use a, a shit ton of different types of hops, but we kind of like just uh, earmark all the Idaho for for square wheels, and we don't we don't put in anything else just to to try and make square wheels kind of stand out as its own uh, product. We're talking we talked about using Idaho in different IPAs. We talked about using Idaho in outside jokes, but it's like no Idaho is kind of like that's the not X factor, but that's like square wheels thing. Mm. And, uh, and we'll just kind of leave it that way. So even yeah, if it was I, in... I love Square Wheels, man. It's it's really like turned into a beer that it's like turned into my kind of go to. Yeah. Uh, my go to IPA. Uh, it's the most readily available for us for sure. And uh, yeah, it's nice, dude. It's so good. Um, the mouthfeel. So that what I would uh, like, like I said, the aroma is the same. Essentially, it kind of tastes the same, but I think it's the mouthfeel is what has changed, and that's what I've noticed is in a consistent manner between all of the new products. Um, yeah. Can you speak to what you did to change the mouthfeel? Is that something that I guess you'd be familiar now? You're sort of like, you know, really I mean, getting hands dirty. Uh, really, at the end of the day, like, um, comes down to most of it is just water chemistry. Okay. Um, and just the different salts that we're using in our, in our water, and we experiment with those quite a bit. That took a little while to kind of dial in as well. Um, you know, when Andy came over, like I said, Andy's like our recipe master. He's um, he's very, uh, not I guess particular maybe isn't the right word, but he's just like, guy knows what he, he guy knows what he's doing. Okay. I like particular. I'm a particular yeah. guy. I get um, it. But, you know, it, never against, never against experimenting and never against trying something new if it's going to make the product better. Um, okay. So he came over with some different ideas in terms of water chemistry, uh, which we, we, you know, put into action right off the bat. Um, but then again, you know, it's for, even for him coming across, it's a new system, new efficiencies, um, new water. I mean, you know, he's dealing with Toronto water and then he comes out and he's using whippy water. Um, so it takes time to dial in little things like that. And it's been kind of an ongoing process for the last almost year now, but, uh, yeah, the, the water chemistry is a big thing. Also, like, you know, we've kind of messed around with, like, where we want the beer to finish in terms of Play-Doh. So, you know, how much residual sugar do we want? How much mouthfeel is the residual sugar adding? Or how much is the water chemistry playing a factor? Mm-hmm. It's like mash temps, all, all types of those um, different facts. Just those, like, little, you know, tinkering things. But, um, yeah, the mouthfeel is the, like, and that's the thing that I always miss in a pale ale. Okay. I always feel like, you can't get a pale ale not that you can't get a pale ale but like where pale ales fail me personally most often is when they're just like super thin and watered right um they can have great hop uh, flavor great hop character um and you'd be just you know really smooth and easy drinking but like just because i want a five percent beer doesn't mean i don't want it like want that big kind of mouthfeel mm. I, I find that like if i'm looking for a hoppy beer i want it to have that uh, regardless of ABV, yeah, um, it's you know easy in a in a double IPA. It's it's easy in an IPA, but I find that like once you, it's like a weird threshold. But once you go down to that five percent, it's kind of tough. So that's why outside jokes, 
like I said, it's something that we've been working on with different pale ales. And then Outside Jokes was kind of like the accumulation of a bunch of things that we've been working on. Um, and then I think we're just going to continue to refine that beer kind of moving forward. So I love it. Yeah, that's the that's the, the biggest thing. Right. You know, yeah. yeah, man. Okay, that makes sense. So water chemistry. Okay, I love that. It's just it's just what I notice mostly about this other change. And I feel like, look, your beers were always really solid. It's it's been just interesting to sort of watch that sort of more cons- that, that that change to, I guess the mouthfeel came in, and then the, I'm seeing the same mouthfeel across all of the hoppy beers. It's mostly yeah. what I've tried. I've had Chiller's Frig and Big Money. I can't if I had Big Money though before. I don't think I had it in the new cans, which means I probably haven't had it since. You probably had it. It, yeah, you probably had it in the old cans. With yeah. the like $20 bill. Yeah. Like a $20 bill, right? Yeah. I think that was the one, yeah. Um, whereas, like, Chill is Free, I remember that being just a fucking amazing, like you said, it was a Hellas. Like, the, like it almost felt like, was it dry hops? Like a dry hop lager? No, big big money was the Hellas. And then what Chill is Free was, was, a... was like the lighter, like 4.1% lighter. Was a lager? Was it dry hopped at all? Because I just remember it being no, fruity it, and just like we did, we didn't dry hop it, but we did like none of our not none of our beers are traditional, but you know we're not afraid to mess around a little bit with it. But we did use some whirlpool hops in Chillis Frig, which gave it a nice kind of. It was a, I think we whirlpooled some mandarina, uh, nice. and it just gave it Love a nice shit. kind of um, nice kind of fruity vibe. To okay, it. that makes yeah, sense. Like it was a traditional German yeast, but we whirlpooled some mandarina, gave it a little bit of a fruity vibe. It was like really like all pills in the malt, so not a lot of malt um, flavor getting in the way. So you could really kind of the 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 hop kind of presence really kind of shone through. I guess you could say. I love it. (laughs) Shone through. That's a word. Fuck it. There you go. Fuck it. I love it. Okay, so then the next thing about the new stuff is the new branding, being that before it was you know pretty straightforward town on the front, being a boom boom, and now it's like a little bit more subtle, and the the focus is really. On the design element of the uh, of the beer right here, I think it's, it's just so it's really classy. It's really consistent. I love the font. Um, I don't know. I just like I like everything about it. Talk to me about what sure. inspired the change. Was it because the, you know the biggest thing was like when we first opened the brewery? Like I said, there's 400 or 300 breweries in Ontario. Um, how do you how do you get people to remember who you are? Um, so kind of for the first little while as kind of like a conscious decision on our branding we just really wanted our logo to be in people's faces right. um, so our label started out as on, when we initially started bottling I think we only bottled for three or four months but it was a you know, rectangle label on a bottle I remember it was that. just a big town brewery uh, with the lantern uh, yeah. the top. lantern yeah, yeah, town yeah. brewery um and we just kind of hit people over the head with that. And we're like, we just have to hit people over the head with this logo as many times as we possibly can so they're going to remember it. It was, you know, our Instagram profile picture, our Facebook profile picture. It was our logo. It was our label. It's gigantic on the wall inside the tap room, as you know. Yes, indeed. Our, our merch was just that logo on the chest, real big. It looked like an old skateboard-style logo <laughs> T-shirt. Um, and that was the idea. It was like, no one knows who the hell we are. We're sitting out here in Whippy, Ontario. Uh, you know, no one from Toronto wants to come east of anywhere, the DVP. Yeah, let's just try to think <laughs> so what's the easiest place. So, like, how, how can we get people to remember us? And, like, we'll just hit them over the head with our logo as, as many times as they can, and, and maybe they'll start to, to notice. Um, so, as we kind of did that, and then our labels evolved to a point where we, we really, I mean, 
the thing about our labels right now is that it's not actually a gigantic shift from what we were doing before. Because what we were doing before was a, a, a can wrap. I mean, we could have easily made this outside jokes can a year ago and you wouldn't have thought any different, but right. the picture would have covered the whole back and the logo would have been right here with the beer name underneath. Mm-hmm. We've been doing these like these like patterns and pictures and, and kind of abstract art uh, behind you know, the, the logo for our labels for, I mean, probably two years. Um, but then we got to a point where we're like, all right, this feels too, a little too in your face. Like right. maybe, maybe we, people kind of know who we might be now. Maybe we can let the, the kind of beer speak for itself a little bit more um, and really put a focus on the cans and making the cans kind of like this beautiful thing that people talk about and then they ask you know who makes that beer or whatever it is rather than like i said hitting them over the head with our logo every right. 10 minutes or every 10 seconds um yeah that's the thing and and it's weird because you know we i, I work at the brewery every day so I, I i sit there and i look around and and after a while after going you know after that initial honeymoon phase where everything's amazing and this is the greatest thing we've ever done it's like why did we do that why did we do that i hate that, I hate that. <laughs> So actually, like, it sucks because we had uh, a lot of different changes that we were going to kind of implement coming into the new year, one of which was, like, a complete overhaul of our taproom. Um, and when I say that, people are like, well, why would you over- overhaul the taproom? They're like, it's great. I'm like, it's not great. It's good. It's fine. Right. But it's not awesome. Like, it's not what I would have done if I had more time to think about it or if I had more um you know, more of the people who are working for us now who, are, who, again, have, like, created this identity of what our brewery is mm. to have their input. Because, you know, when we were planning this shit out and, and, and trying to, you know, three three guys trying to decorate a, a space to make everybody feel welcome, it was like, you know, it's not what I wish we would have done. So when I sit there and I work there every day and I look around, I'm like, why did we put that wood on that wall that looks so stupid? <laughs> <laughs> and people are like, no, no, it looks great. I'm like... Nah, it looks terrible. We're going to do something better. So right. January, we actually shut down for a week and we did a bunch of renos. Um, and those were going to continue over the next couple of uh, couple of months. And then obviously, again, the pandemic hit. So that slowed things down. But we did significantly change the inside, uh, refinished all the wood surfaces, uh, took down a bunch of like weird wood that we put on the wall. It kind of made it look like a hunting lodge. Um, but yeah, we just wanted to clean things up. And the right. idea was that Clean up our space, clean up, I mean, you know, more than anybody, you know, social media and all that online presence, we wanted to clean all that up as well. Um, and then we wanted to clean up, I mean, what do people talk about? Or when do we come up when people are drinking our beer? So we wanted to clean up our labels as well and just say, you know, it's like more subtle in terms of branding. Um, and I think it's gone, I mean, I know it's gone over well because we hear it all the time. Not that people, again, it's like, it's like the taproom. People didn't hate our old shit. But they're like, oh, this is really nice. And we're like, sweet, because we like it way more. So if yeah. you like it more, then it's like, it's, yeah, it's, it's well worth it. Yeah, That's a good way to look at it. You didn't hate the old shit, but like, hey, this is better. Yeah, by no means did we hate it. It was just like, all right, it's been two years. It seems old. It seems dated to us. It probably doesn't to a lot of people because, I mean, shit, 95%, 99% of the population in Ontario has no idea who Tom Brewer is anyways. 
So they're seeing our ship for the first time ever. Right. But for us, it was starting to get dated. We had seen it for a while. And this is just something that I feel like we're more, as much as you, you work on a business plan, as much as you talk about the business that you're going to build, as much as you envision it and table it with the other partners or the other business owners and, and even the staff who you're thinking about bringing on, it's like you don't really know what you're going to become right. if, you, if you're not, if you haven't opened yet. So what we initially got was great at the time. And then we evolved, we felt like, um, as a group, as a family, and uh, as a brewery. And, and I think just like what we have now just like represents us better. I like that a lot, that whole, you can take that. The whole, like, you don't know what you're going to become. I, I sort of write you that do, down for no. that episode name. I love that. That's just like, <laughs> it's just such a, a sick concept. That I'm like, But it's the thing, like, you can, you you. Can, I don't know. It's it's weird. It's like you know what you think you want to be, or you know what you you think you're gonna do. But at the end of the day, like there was two things that we wanted to do, and the only two things that matter was we wanted to make the best beer we could possibly make, mm-hmm. and we wanted to be somewhere that our community could come, have a beer, enjoy, and we were gonna give back and we we're becoming gonna become part of the community. Right. I feel like there's you know there's a I don't know how much it's happening anymore, but you know five four, five, six years ago, there breweries popping up like crazy. And I feel like there were, you know, breweries opening for two reasons. One of which was they love beer and they wanted to open a brewery because they wanted to live the dream. And then there was people who saw craft beer as this um, crazy business that was booming and, and they were going to take advantage of that by opening a brewery and trying to make as much money as they possibly could. Right. Um, and we just always wanted to be that. I mean, we, the reason that we got into this was to make great beer. Um, but we wanted to also, like, be a part of the community, be someone that people were happy and proud of, to be like, yo, I love that brewery, and they're from Whippy. They do this, they do that. So we do a lot of, like, you know, things where we, like we were talking about trivia, we bring, bring people in. Uh, we even did, actually, we, I can't even take credit for this. We 100% carbon copied this from Dominion City. Dominion City, during the last provincial election, held like a night where they brought in um, the candidate uh, from each party and just let them speak. I think at, at Dominion City, they made them stand on like a milk crate, which is kind of cool. <laughs> we had a small stage, but we gave each candidate like two or three minutes to talk. He said, don't pitch us, just tell us who you are. They all pitch no matter what. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> but it was like, we had people from all of the community who came in and we were just like, yo, we have this space. And on this Monday night in whenever we're not going to be busy let's use this space to bring people in and help help people from our area educate themselves on who they should be voting for and that was one like i said 100 percent dominion city's idea i emailed them i was like yo this is brilliant can we please use it we'll give you credit and like yeah of course like you know if it's if it's educating people then it's good for everybody so anyway we just wanted to be a place where um you know we were we obviously want to run a business that you know, can provide for us, but we also want to run a business that we're like super, super proud to uh, be a part of. And we want our staff to be proud of it as well. Absolutely. I love that, man. You guys are really, that, that, it just seems authentic as well. I feel like all the moves you're doing are authentic as fuck because I know you and I know that you wouldn't do anything that would be against how you really feel. And doing something like that is sick and even just giving, you know, Dominion, you know Josh and the boys at Dominion there. Champions totally. as well. They're on top of the game and stuff. And you guys should totally do a collab. You guys, would be those guys are sick. awesome, man. Those guys are awesome. Um, no. That's the shit. The crazy part about the pandemic too is like, 
we had like we had a bunch of collabs lined up. We had uh, like we did the beer with Pup, uh, Pup the band. Yes. In February, I think it was. And then we had another collab that we were going to do with another band, which I won't mention because we're hoping that that's still going to happen when all this shit blows over. Um, like we had all this stuff lined up, man, and the year was going to be so so dope. And then all of a sudden, it just like boom, fucking wiped out. It was crazy. But it, at the like at the same time, like I said, it wasn't. You know, for about ten minutes, it was shit. Like you know, too bad for us. And I was like, okay, well, how are we gonna? figure it out yeah you pivoted we gotta we gotta figure it out yeah man you made the so pivot that, that stuff's not gonna go away either right so it's like and now we're just like okay what can we do during this because for a while and this is i gotta give credit to travis who's our like sales and marketing manager for a while we was just like thank every every post thank you so much for your support thank you so much for your support we just sold out of this beer we just sold out of that beer and then it's like shit man you can't just post that for three months yeah like, we can't just be like Hey, this is this new thing. This pandemic is like continuing on. It's like okay, this is now life. Yeah. So like, what are we gonna do during this? Like, how how are we? We can't just post about how thankful we are for people to get us through this pandemic until it's over. So it's like this is now the way that we live. So what are we gonna do? And we had that conversation. It's like okay, so what do we wanna? Who do we wanna try and help? And it's like we started doing. We started trying to use our Instagram or our social media as a whole, I guess, to, like, promote other businesses. I mean, restaurants and bars have been hit harder than we have. It's yeah. like, all right, every four weeks we're going to go and we're going to uh, focus on a different restaurant in our area and we're going to pair up some beers with some of their food and we'll just dedicate our story to uh, to this restaurant or bar, you know, once, once every month or so. And then we wanted to do, like, a beer every month that we donate some proceeds to an organization uh, that needs... I mean, there's so many of them especially with with what's going on in the world right now um and then to, on the next level we're like you know how we could pick these organizations is we could allow I mean, we have a small staff we're like 12 staff right we're like we could pick a different staff member every time and it would be up to them to choose an organization that they're super passionate about and then we'll donate the money to that no matter who it is i mean no matter who they want it to be it's like whatever they're passionate about and they you know and then we'll tell their story mm. and why they're kind of like into that right so anyways i'm going on a tangent here but it's like the life isn't gonna just click back and like go back to normal so it's like how do you operate your business during this right and not just like hey this is new and it's different and sorry if we didn't get your order in time it's like no we've been doing this for some time now and this is how we like this is how we now do business and this is how we now have to promote ourselves and and the businesses around us so yeah it's been I, love crazy. That. I love that i noticed the uh you had one recently at the butchies one of the lo- local places yeah. and i like i saw and that ran on you had ran on yes like three, the, four weeks ago yeah this is episode 14 i think she was episode 10 yeah yeah and ren does the beer program at butchies and uh they're a local spot and like They've been hit hard, right? But they have this beautiful patio area. It's huge. massive outdoor yeah. patio area. And it's sick. And we're like, okay, well, Canada Day, they got, they make barbecue, we make beer. Like, let's pair these up and let's promote Butchies as much as we possibly can. Sounds right? like... They're partners of us. Right. They've been in it for the long... Like, like, since they opened, since, you know, they got going with their liquor license, they've been, you know, partners Stuck with us. Stuff. So Good. We want to do whatever we can to support them. It's, it's cool because, like, Whippy's is, Whippy's still a pretty small mentality anyways. 
it's I, I think it's a small town and like everyone's very supportive of each other it's good um and everyone just really that. wants like the restaurant businesses to get back in back in business and like back to making money and and employing people and obviously you know it's a huge part of what we do so of course yeah the whole licensee thing and you know you've been lucky enough a lot of breweries are lucky enough to pivot you have you you were already canning already selling so it wasn't the biggest thing for you guys but for you know maybe breweries who didn't even own a canning machine now they're like fuck now what do I do like so it's you know it's it's pretty tough but you guys have been fortunate you've already had that now it was like all right, well cool so it was kind of relatively in comparison to other and it's never easy of course it's a fucking pandemic but at least you're able to sort of move straight into that to the point where your stuff is selling out. But like, I love that you've really given a lot of time for the community stuff. I've certainly noticed that, you know, it's like we talk every day and so you're telling me all this stuff. So yeah. I, I follow up strongly on social. I'm seeing what you guys are doing with, you know, participating all together. Of course, the black is beautiful from um, where it sold out in Texas, yeah. uh, which is dope. You know, you guys took the Black Lives Matter stuff very, very seriously, which, you know, as you know, is close to us, very important to us. And I love that you guys are doing that. You're giving money to, I think, with Black Health Canada, if I'm not mistaken, or at least it was... We a, did, we did was Black Lives Matter Toronto. Black Lives Matter, I'm sorry. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. It was usually one of those two most Toronto businesses gave to. It was perfect. I, I don't know. I just really like the way you guys handled it on top of, like, you have to, it's not a circle jerk like, yeah yeah something out of all that hey try and get it like it was like yo yeah, yeah cool yeah. man we fucked with this community you really kept the community which is really what all of these things that happened in this tumultuous time in, in in human history like you guys really like handled it like G's in that in a respect man because not not every business is, not every business handled it um as well as smoothly um and as you know, authentically, and that's really what it matters because you could have been performative and that, but I know it matters to you because I know you, so I know that like this shit wasn't like a joke to you and it's like bothered you. So you did you use your resources for what you need to use them for? Well, that's like, yeah. I mean, like, I don't even know. It's it's just such a tough time. It's such a crazy time. It's 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 so insane what's happening out there, and it's like I don't think there's a good way. I guess there's like a better way to handle it. I don't know if there's a good way to handle it. Yeah, um, that's a good point. It's just a, it's just a really tough thing, right? Um, but for us, it's like we recognized it as as um, like this terrible thing that we wanted to support, and uh, you know, we did a, a release one week, and we just thought, and this is kind of where the idea of like like donating proceeds to a beer every month or whatever it is um, to a different organization that our staff are really behind mm-hmm. um, kind of came from, you know, when all the George Floyd stuff was going down and we decided that we were going to donate some proceeds of a beer um, to Black Lives Matter Toronto. Um, and I'm not, I'm not like tooting our horn here, but it's like, it's it, that's that first initial, like, yo, this is fucked and we need to like do something. I don't know what it is. And one of the things we thought of is like, we can donate money to a cause that will hopefully, you know, do great things and, and make a change. And then we can continue. That's not the only thing that we're going to do, but we can continue to educate our staff and educate the people around us about other things that they can do. And it's cool because one of our staff actually came um, to me today. It's weird. It's like two hours ago. She texted me and she said, um, there's a guy in Oshawa. He calls himself Oshawa Beer Guy. It's probably his Instagram handle. Okay. And, uh, Anyways, he does, he picks up empties. So this is rad. This guy goes around and he picks up empties from breweries 
and then uh, takes him back to the beer store, and he donates all the money to Black Students Durham, I believe is the name wow. of the organization. I had never heard of it um, until until Bree brought it up, and she's like, "Yo, we should do that." She's like, "You know, we have." especially during the pandemic when we're not making any keg beer, we're all drinking canned beer around the brewery. We've got cans lying around. We should donate these to this guy. And, and then he's giving money to, you know, black students Durham. And I'm like, that's amazing. I don't know why we didn't know about this before and why we would, wouldn't do that. Mm. Like, we should, we should do like a can drive. Um, you know, it sounds very peewee hockey team, but it's like, you know, if we can get people who, you know, are coming to the brewery once a week or every two weeks, bring your empties with you. And we can, you know, we can, um, get, you know, give them something for bringing them in or whatever we can do. And then, you know, it's like, well, if we're going to get a staff to pick thing, like, is this kind of something that you're very interested in? And it looks, you know, anyways, the, the conversation goes on, but it's, it's, this whole thing has, you know, brought this obviously to like the limelight. And it's cool that, that our staff is bringing these ideas to us now and that we have the ability to act on it and do something and, you know, not, not in their name, but like, but I, I just feel like it just brings it all kind of in and it, and it really hammers down that it's like that family aspect of, yeah. uh, of the whole thing. So anyways. I love it. No, I love it, man. It's, it's really, really good. It's really, really cool. And I, I just feel like this, I got actually a bunch of comments here that I've neglected to mention. So Tiff was saying, love the branding. Uh, Bruce Mars says the branding is fire emoji. Uh, Louis, shout out to Louis. What up, bro? He said, absolutely. I think we must be talking about the branding earlier. Uh, Bruce, again, I never thought I would say this. I want to visit Whippy now. <laughs> um, you do. Fact, it's beautiful. It's Great spot. beautiful Whippy. Glorious Whippy. We got Little Beast. We got Five Paddles, the OGs. We've got Town Brewery. We've got Restaurants Galore. Yeah dominating down. beautiful town right down on the lake i mean what what could be better? what more do you want what more do you fucking want what more uh, do you deserve nothing nothing fire <laughs> beer and whippy okay. god damn it and lake ontario um to say most businesses didn't handle black lives matter very well um oh she said i never thought i'd want to visit either until town came <laughs> i don't think i'd even really been to whippy until i knew of it because scott's friends driven lived there and stuff it for sure oh yeah, for sure I, do you know, I never went to the town. Montreal to Toronto. Literally just past the exit. Last time, one of the times I came to see you, I went and saw the boys from the Ale Mary Brewing. They oh, yeah. live in there. So then I saw them just to say good day. They went to give me some stuff. So we check out their homebrews. They're doing some high-level homebrew stuff. And then I think just the way that we came back out, I went through the main street of the town. I was like, what the fuck? It's like a town here with like restaurants and stuff. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, I'd never been up like there before. I was bugging, bro. It was crazy. We're south of the 401. The entire town is north of the 401. That's the funny part about where we are. It's like, I mean, it's like a lot of breweries in an industrial kind of Standard, spot, right? but it's like half residential, half industrial. Our residential neighbors across the street hate us. And, uh, yeah. but the entire town is north of the 401. Right. When we tell people who have lived in Whippy for 40 years that we're on Charles Street, they're like, where's that? We're like, yeah, don't worry. It's down by the lake. It's next to the big condos now. Exactly. That's how I know. I was like, imagine if you lived in those condos. That would be mad convenient. It would be, yeah, probably bad for my health, though. Yeah, it'd be dangerous. Having having to drive probably saves me from a lot of beers. <laughs> Mike, well, I can't do that. I got to drive. Are you the type of uh, are you the type of uh, dude, you know, brewery owner who like drinks your own stuff, or do you kind of like get over it? 
even um, at the level of five that it like, is now. Yeah, definitely like get at sometimes I get like um, sick of of like our beer at times. But the thing is, is like we've really focused on just new shit all the time. Um, the only thing that you're ever going to see consistently in the fridge is square wheels, and that's pretty much it. I mean, so everything's kind of rotating through. And we do, I think we do a pretty good job of like, you know, we try and bring out a new IPA every at least two weeks to three weeks. Yeah, um, I said two weeks, I not, noticed. Yeah. Not necessarily new IPA, but like, you know, we're bringing back Astro Ever after it's coming out next week. Um, yeah, I'm really excited for that. Um, but like, they don't, la- they don't last all that long. It's like, usually you drink them for about two or three weeks and then they're gone and then they're not back for a little while and there's, and there's new stuff. And we bring in lagers, we do sours. Um, Halo's IPAs. Uh, we did the Hefeweizen, which was like so sick. We only did a half batch of it because it was it was during the pandemic, and we're like, ah, Hefeweizen. I don't know. You know, people love them. It's great. It's going to be a great beer. But like, you know, is everyone going to be jumping on the computer to order it? Mm-hmm. Um, evidently, they were, and it was gone super quick, too quick because that beer was unreal. Um, but uh, but yeah, like I think the variety is there enough. But I definitely love drinking other breweries' beers. I mean, um, we've been getting a lot of beer from Willibald, which has been great. Keep hearing um, about them, yeah. Yeah, really, really mm. good beer. Um, Merritt, one of Andy's good buddies is uh, Spinny uh, over right. at Merritt. So we drink a lot of, we get a lot of uh, beer trades from Merritt. Uh, Fairweather, I just got actually. One of our staff went to Hamilton last weekend and picked up a bunch of Fairweather beers, which I'm really nice. excited to uh, to drink. Killer. Uh, we always try and drink some beers from like the local spots. Like I said, it'll be some five paddles. Um, I'll always put in, you know, a Bellwood order every couple of months. Uh, God, we got the new milkshake. We got the new milkshake. I have I have had the the watermelon lime. You had it. I had it. Is yeah. it fire? Yeah, it's good. It's All right. Good. It was it was very very different. Okay. I, water. I don't know if I've ever had watermelon in a beer since I went to my like my first beer festival, and it was I think it was Kensington Brewery watermelon. Yes, they still have that. I think. Yeah, yeah, Do yeah, they? Yeah. 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 yeah but, I, want, uh, I know the one. Was good. I think one of my favorite Bellwood beers I've had recently was the uh, uh, Grandma's Boy. Oh, the, do you have one of the plum versions? Yeah, I had Which all one? three of them. Actually. You had all three. Okay. Do you have a favorite? I, I need to try one that, of them. But. I think that the Shiro was probably my favorite. I think that's what um, I have. That was the one. I think that was that was like the only one because I got a friend and I, I got a friend who doesn't drink in Toronto and I was like, bro, like, can I just order them to you and just send them one? And I send him coffee from Montreal, so he oh nice won't take my money for it. But I'm like, all right, I'll just send you some coffee for for that. And he's cool. Um, and last time I tried to order, it was only the Shiro. They only had that one left. And I really? I thought that was the least popular one because there was, was three. I think that was my favorite. But I, I, it, was, I don't it was really nice. It was really nice. Um, it looked really well. I must have gone on. I don't know. I must have gone on at the perfect time possible because I ordered a bunch of Motley Crew. I got Ooh, all Motley? three Grandma's Boy. Oof. I, all the, I think I got a Donkey Venom. Like I got a bunch of beers. All the fifteen dollar bottles. Huh? I had, I had, I had like six beers, and I was just sitting in my, in my dad chair, in my phone, and I was, I placed in a Bellwood order, and I, I just got all like, uh, unreal beers. It was, it was, they were all really, really good though. I love it. I've still got some of the Motley in the fridge, but, um, yeah, man, I, I drink, I love, I love drinking all. I, the other thing that I've been drinking a lot of lately is wine. Okay. Yeah. Any uh, 
Rosewood. Yes. Uh, the, guys are, the, the guys are really jacked about Rosewood at the brewery. Do you know what? Do you know the guys? Do you know Will and Ryan? Who? Oh, the owners. Oh, they're the like, guys there? Yeah. No, I don't. Oh, dude, they're I good think, friends of ours. I think Andy knows them. They're the or, fucking... Or knows someone who knows somebody. Yo. But no, they're... Man, they're, their shit's ridiculous. Like, you should get a hold of some of this stuff. And I actually bought, like... I got... After, like, the pandemic was, like, full ridiculous and, and we were understaffed and everything was kind of crazy, I wanted... I, I got uh, six bottles of the PTG... To give to the guys at the brewery who were who working their ass off, and I so I ordered six bottles of PTG and one bottle of uh, the what follow the white rabbit. Yes, it's a great one. And honestly, I like the follow the white rabbit was. I like dope liquor. Is it a Riesling or a uh, soft one? I think it's a Chardonnay. It's a Chard. Okay. Follow the white rabbit. What is it, babe? No. Rosewood. What is it? What's that? I said it's a blend. Okay. Chardonnay Riesling? Chardonnay Riesling, maybe. That sounds about right. It's sounding like an idiot now. No, no. Whatever like, it was, it was, it was unbelievable. It's probably good. the best wine I've had all year. Bro, they wine. are the, they are the craft beer. They're like the town of wineries. Like, <laughs> I, I can't express it. Ryan's the winemaker and Will is the owner. His father, I think, is started, so they have the B. 91% Chardonnay, 91% Pinot Grigio. 91% Chardonnay, 9% Chardonnay. Pinot Grigio. Yeah. It's a little bit there. So, they're both great dude we've had him on the podcast they were episode 70 they were right before you actually um yeah. and we were supposed to have him on recently it didn't work out so we're trying to like get get him back on again just to do something different but they're by far my favorite winery ever and they approach it when i met ryan the the um the the winemaker he was wearing a stone city hat from stone city in, Kensington, yeah, yeah. in uh, kingston so i was like ah this dude's a beer guy like, he gets it like the way they approach wine is unlike any other winery I've ever seen, which is why I'm not surprised you brought them up because they've also yeah. been getting deep into working with a lot of breweries. They've done Bellwoods, I think they've worked sure. with Merritt, and they, you know, they have the, their, uh, they sell the great mustard, really, this different skin. So it could be something that there's a, there's a collab in that because their approach is unorthodox. A lot of their wines yeah. don't even qualify for VQA because they do different things. And they're yeah, just they like, just, they, they don't do it by the book. No, nah, and it's like, fuck that. I want to do this. part about it. It's like, Fuck it. Who cares? Yeah, like, man. Just, Fuck the just, book. Your your job's to make liquid that you enjoy. Just do it. Yeah. Just like that, like don't let anything get in the way of just like doing what you want to do, and just like making it the best possible liquid that you can make for you and the people around you. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And that's and and that is appreciated from like the the if you're a beer person and you're into wine like they are the winery to try because it's just so totally. interesting. They make the, it's just, I don't know. I just never experienced anything like that before. We've been to a, we, you know, because it has liquid happiness. We go to a lot of wineries yeah. and stuff and just connecting with the people. The people aren't always the same. The wine people are a little different. These guys are just like totally. beer people. They just chill, like they get it. And I love that yeah. they, they're passionate about working with the brewery. So I'm very happy to hear that you, uh, no, no, man. They're, they're with them. fantastic. And the guy, honestly, the guys at the brewery, like I'm, I don't have, not that I don't have time to like get into, like learn about the stuff. But I'm like, I, I've never really gotten, gotten into the natural, like the natty wines before. And the guys that like Andy, Andy loves wine, knows a shit ton about wine, is from, uh, Wellandaria, not Welland, where is he from? St. Catholic. Whatever I say, it's going to be the wrong one. And he's going to be like, God there. damn it, Jeff, I've told you 13 <laughs> times. From there. Uh, Niagara area. Yeah. Um, and he knows, 
I mean, dude knows his shit about wine, and and it helps because you know he can point you in the right direction, especially when you're buying actual BQA wines. And it's like, don't buy that because no one can grow that grape in in Niagara. Buy this or whatever, and yeah, whatever. You know, I really yeah. like. I enjoy. I really do. I'm starting to enjoy wine a lot more. I love yeah. beer, and I, like I said, I. I Actually, Andy and I had this conversation today. It's like I drink water, I drink beer, I drink wine, I drink coffee, and that's pretty much it. So you need, so you need. But um, but, uh, but yeah, in the white wines too now, uh, rosés. Like, I mean anything. Yeah. Okay. Um, another one, the rosewood. So okay, there's Beamsville and Niagara on the Lake, right? In the two different regions. Um, the rosewood of Niagara on the Lake is Stratus. Right? Have you had anything? Stratus, yeah. yeah. I haven't uh, have I had any of their stuff. I'm not sure, but I, I know of them. Okay, so highly recommended. Oh. They got a beautiful um, one of those like uh, eco friendly, uh, yeah. you know, tasting room. All their shit is all like works with the environment. It's, it's really yeah. modern and you know straight line architecture. Whereas rosewood's a bit more old school and that homesteady kind of vibe. For sure. Um, but those two, every every time we go down that way, we always make sure we go to Rosewood and Stratus. Oh, either, either. Actually, but this is the other day at the brewery, I I uh, had some toast for breakfast and had a little Rosewood honey on it. Oh, the honey! Wildflower the honey. Yes. Oh my god! God love. Little little, uh, little free gift in the old. Uh, yeah, when you order the wine, order. get the little mini oh. one. If you order X number of volume, then you get the bigger the bigger jar. Yeah, I guess I gotta order more wine. I only got the small one. So. Oh, you need the big one. You gotta get the big one. <laughs> it's so fire, bro. It's so sick. Oh, it's unreal. Yeah, I love it. I guess it's good to hear. I, I hear that a lot from uh, from brewers who sort of might be stainless steel beer because you're just, you know, in it every day, all the time. You know, sometimes you want to be able to break and, and to have some wine is just a pleasure. Yeah, like I don't get sick of beer. Um, I really, I really, really don't. I always laugh when people are like, ah, oh, it's good. But I think I can only have one. It's like, well, why? Yeah. <laughs> it was that good. How? Why would you stop at one? That's it. It's not even a question. Yeah. Um, Bruce Morris is saying, if you want to learn more about wine, the CCOVI at Brock has online wine courses. I'm a proud Brock grad and lucky since my nephew is a winemaker. Dan, you got the hookup. Where's your workout, Bruce? That's dope. Hook man's up, my G. Nice. I love that. Um, do you want to do the last beer and then we'll... Uh, are you still going with square wheels there? Yeah, I got a square wheels here, but... Oh, oh she's got that one. Oh, you didn't give a fuck. You're like, whatever. So we both have different beers. Dad, I need a piss like a bitch. Can I ask you a question? I can run and take a piss. And you can answer <laughs> yeah, the question. Um, so, okay, we talked about the brand new. I was going to talk about the next beer. You know what? Tell us about the beer that you're about to crack. Because you got the brand new one that was canned yesterday, and I saw the release it was released on social media today. I saw it. And uh, do you want to talk about that? Well, I'm just yeah, run. absolutely. All right, thank you. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> so close. I gotta finish this one first, though. Yeah, I took the menstrual, that's why I think. So, this beer that I have here is Worm Burner. Where is it? There it is. Worm Burner. So, this is an IPA we canned yesterday. Um, really, really excited for this beer. Um, the name comes from a funny conversation, it's a golf reference. But uh, this beer is just really, really nice. Oh, it smells like strawberries. The, re- the, way that I, the way that I describe this beer, strawberries in a good way. Strawberries can be very bad in beer, but it's like a strawberry orange Julius. Nice and hazy. It just comes out of you berries, like fresh field berries and oranges. 
Yeah, it's just really smooth. Uh, this one's 6.9%, so uh, a little higher on the ABV uh, for the IPAs. Um, for this beer, we used Enigma hops, uh, which is one of the first times I think we've used uh, that. And it's just nice and smooth. It's got a little bit of bitterness, a little bit of edge to it. Like I said, it was only canned yesterday, so it's, it's pretty fresh. But, um, yeah, it's just very... Like we were, like me and Craig were talking making Jeff about, by himself. That's all right. I was just saying, like you and I were talking about, like you know, people say hazy IPAs all taste the same. It's like this one is like strawberries and and oranges, and it's like it's so different than um, it's so different than the other beers that we've been drinking tonight. I mean, I guess like you could say most hazy IPAs are are predominantly fruit forward, but I mean like. That doesn't change. I mean, there there can be so many different flavor profiles within that, right? So, I've seen anyways, people. I, I, uh, I've seen an individual that you and I have spoken about bitching about hazy IPAs in the last couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> this hazy IPAs are fantastic, right? Um, I love them. Just drink what you like and don't drink what you don't like. Right, I hundred percent agree. Um, I'm gonna. You can tell me about that one after because I miss it. Thank you for covering that. I know I just made you host the podcast. While I was like, I've been drinking more water today because I just feel like it's so hot. I have to, and it's you know. The, Man, the I was actually thinking the same thing before we got on. I'm like, I'm definitely gonna have to go to the water. If you need to I go, don't know what I'm gonna have to do. You good? But sorry, I'm good for now. Okay, so Tiff said you're an excellent host. Yeah, thanks. Oh, Bruce has turned my microphone off. Oh, why? <laughs> don't need me at all. He's in like don't need me at all. Yeah, that's true. Strawberry Orange Julius, that sounds sexy. Uh, looks amazing, sounds amazing, sounds tasty. Beer Dog, shouts to Beer Dog, what up, what up? Um, Jeff, you're going to tell me about what I'm drinking, my G. This is the... Finer Things. Oh, you can see it. Look at that. Look at this label. I love this label. There's a bit of fractals right there. Jeez, you're getting your fucking science nerd on, eh? The little, the little Finer Things, we, uh, that's, that's a, a uh, office reference, the Finer Things Club. Okay. I actually got to, I got to look that up, man. We make so many different, um, we make so many different IPAs that I often forget the hops that I put in them. Do you put them, I, do you put, I don't know if you put them in, um, your, uh, untapped. Oh, uh, sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't. Okay. Like it's not something that we try and hide. Um, oh yeah. So that's one's that. Yeah. So final thing is the Amarillo bomb. So Amarillo, Amarillo Whirlpool. Amarillo dry hop with Simcoe and uh, Mosaic. Well, cheers, C words. <laughs> Since we don't say that anymore on the podcast, you know, people get mad. Oh, this is fire. Amarillo, huh? Amarillo, Simcoe, Mosaic. Yeah, I had this. I did a, I did a review. I saved them all. That's happened. See, I saved. Do you know how hard it was to save these beers, Jeff? I'm not going to lie. Um, I love it. No, this is fire. And the, um, so what was that one called? It's called Worm. Worm Burner. Why is it called Worm Burner? Golf reference. Golf. Okay. You I mean, golf. I can tell you, I can tell you the long story, but, um, I mean, all of our names come from stupid conversations at the end of the day. That's fine. Um, and, uh, the guys, the guys came into the brew one day and they were listening to a podcast and they were talking about going golfing at some nice course. And the guy goes, you're going to pull a Tom Kite worm burner off the first tee and hit somebody. So Tom Kite's professional golfer. Okay. 
a worm burner is when you pop the ball and it essentially just like doesn't go up it just flies across the grass pretty much and quote unquote would burn a worm so this professional golfer tom kite had a worm burner but pulled it and hit the ball directly into the crowd uh you know how the crowd just kind of lines yeah the side right yeah it's kind of known for that so they were uh chirping each other and said you're gonna pull a tom kite worm burner <laughs> and then someone came into the brewery they go i know every, like all sports i'm you know i know what's going on but i don't know anything about golf and he goes walks and he goes what the fuck is a worm burner? <laughs> i'm like ah, it's it's our newest idea let's talk about it yeah so that's the that other thing people sense. always ask about is beer names but it's like the weirder the better it always yeah the weirder the better I was like when Andy first came to town, he's like, yeah, me and me and Spinny always talk about different beer names that we would always have. But we have this like list of names that no one would ever let us name a beer unless we own the brewery. And I'm like, shoot. Let's, let's number go. one, he's like, Couch Full of Dads. I'm like, perfect. That's our next IPA. And the Couch Full of Dads has become one of our like most That was the beloved one. The double Couch Full of Dads was the one double that... Couch. Yeah. Uh, burpees and brews never met her I think her name is Megan she says the greatest hazy IPA of all time and I know almost exclusively what she drinks is all the fire haze from Ontario yeah. so I took her uh, her palate and I her love record. that beer yeah and you bring that, that bitch back that, though, um, I think arguably better that we put out was Close Talker which we was our re- most recent double IPA okay. which had some galaxy in it which I love Shasta uh, a little bit straight. of galaxy always reminds me of um Vermont, which is like a, a trip I did to Vermont right before we opened the brewery. Actually, we went down to Foam, hey. and Foam just blew my mind. And oh, wow. every time I like, they have so many, so many sick, sick beers. Like, like everything I've ever had from there, from there is amazing. Yeah. Um, but every time there's like a pinch of Galaxy, um, I can't really. I'm not a guy who's gonna sit here and say like I can have a sip of a beer and distinguish each hop that's in it, but. I feel like there's some that I can, and Galaxy might be one of them. Yeah. And uh, I just feel Pretty like sticks. whenever I have a beer that has that that Galaxy vibe to it, it just reminds me of that trip to Vermont. I love it. Oh man! As soon as this is a, that's the one place I'm. Uh, I feel like they've got it under control. They've got a bunch of mates there because obviously it's really close to us. So we get they waiting. do, yeah. Yeah, they've got the COVID under control more than a lot of places because they're actually sensible human beings in that state. Yeah. It's the least populous <laughs> state in all that of makes sense. U.S. Yeah. Yeah. And like they're at, you know, obviously it's the Bernie states where Bernie's from. He's a, he was the mayor of Burlington. Um, yeah. You know, like these guys I mess around. So I speak to my boy almost every day. And he's like always keeping me up to date and what's popping out there. So yeah. whilst I am happy the border is closed to how to keep the rest oh, out, yeah. I'm kind of gagging to get back. Not only for the beer, but for Trader Joe's because we're at the TJ's and Dawson <laughs> Street. I miss that shit you too. You need that everything bagel spice, right? Yeah, well, we still got we still got one or two left, <laughs> but I would have bought more if I knew that it was going to be this year. We were there. there. You go. It was if I had known there was going to be a pandemic, I would have bought more everything bagel spice. It was funny. We were there on March, so March say fifteenth is when everything locked down here. It was a Monday, yeah. Monday or it was Friday the thirteenth because we did a collab with Wood Brothers that day. That was the last day we Brothers, had a cup. You gotta right? get out to Wood Brothers. Oh yeah, you guys would love them. They're that cool and their beers are insane. Yeah, you guys were very that. much wrong. We were there the weekend before that, though, in Vermont. Yeah. So one week before, and we 
got a deep, you know, we stocked up a bit, but I, I didn't stock up as in like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to get back there this year. Level stock it's, the, up, you know? it's the end of the world stock. Yeah. Up. You did a, you did a once a month stock up. We did a, a I probably, yeah, you know, two to three. We still got a bunch of spices left because we use all the TJ spices all the time for everything. The paprika, yeah. the turmeric, the, like, the whole <laughs> shit, the garlic salt, the onion salt. We don't, we don't play, bro. Like they're the best. I used to get the the what are they call the some of the frozen tamales, the green dragon sauce, the like the hot sauce. Woo, fuck, it's the best. I'm so mad. I would have dropped hundreds of dollars if I knew. That's awesome. It's out of control. Anyway, TJ, we will get back over there. Um, so as far as what's uh, what can people? What's next for you guys? Is there anything you know people can look forward to? I mean, obviously more fire ass haze and. Uh, uh, I mean, like coming down the line, we've got a lot of really. We got a really a lot of really exciting beers. What we really want to get into is uh, starting messing around with some funky beers. Nice. Um, some barrel stuff. Gonna, like. Yeah, we want we want to fill up some barrels and put some you get into using some different bugs. Um, we messed around with bourbon barrel aging. We're gonna definitely do that some more. Amazing. Uh, I think what we're in discussions that, like we have the black is beautiful right now conditioning in a tank, but we're also thinking about the possibility of bourbon barrel aging some of that. And then leaving that for uh, six months to a year uh, and then seeing kind of how that comes along. And then that also we're like, you know, as you know, the weathered souls kind of collab already started as like, you know, proceeds go to um, racial injustice and then that for us is like, wow, if we throw something in some barrels and then we really set down the line, not only does it give us another opportunity to, um, to support, but it, again, like brings it up, you know, six months to a year from now when, uh, unfortunately, people might not be talking about it as much, right? So That's a great um, Yeah, so we're going to do some barrel aging stuff. We're going to continue to refine and change um, our IPAs and just work on those as much as we possibly can. There might be a, a, uh, a dad's day in the future, uh, or not a dad's day, a couch day. Yeah. Maybe yeah. A, a dual release of a couch full of dads and a double couch full of dads. Uh, we got an imperial, uh, the possibility of some imperial sours coming down the line. Really going to continue to like really try and hone in on our lager game. Um, Big Money and Chillis Frig are, are two that we're really proud of, but we just want to continue to like, we're going to play around with this crispy yeast from Escarpment. Um, the crispy Kvike yeast. Um, yeah, and just like, really all you can expect from us, from a beer perspective, is that we're going to continue to make beers that we're super stoked about and happy about and, and that excite us. Down the line, like collabing with some different, I mean, music's something that all of us are really, really into, so um, doing stuff with as many musicians as we can, supporting as many musicians as we can. Um, yeah, and just like doing different community events. I mean, we're just like one step at a time waiting to see where the world goes from this point on. Mm. Um, Grieving those, kind of adjust, right? Adjusting on the fly as we go. But yeah, man, we're just like excited to come to work every day and just do what we can do and have fun and make the most of what, the opportunity that we've been given. I love it, bro. I love yeah. it. I love everything you guys are doing. The branding, the beer, the ethos. It's its a beautiful thing. It's been very, very cool to watch it uh, grow and change over the last couple of years, man. So, like, much respect and pride of you guys, bro. Like, it's its very, very sick. Um, Thank you, guys you man. really just made a dent in the scene. I really hope people uh, you know, more and more discover that you guys are 
a brewery that is worth mentioning in the same uh, breath as Blood Brothers and Bellwoods and, and you know Dominion and Willowbold and all that type of stuff. You know, like it's I think that's the that's the next thing for you guys. Um, Much appreciated, man. Man, anytime, Bruce Morris. How many bagel splashes do you need? Um, you know, I don't use it that much, but 12, I, I think I definitely need a full, you know, a solid half case. Um, Bruce say, what a great interview. Definitely will place an order when I get up north. I love it, bro. Uh, Bruce, please hit me up and we'll talk about it more, but, um, I couldn't recommend it more. Jeff, you're a legend. Um, just before we do the outro, I want to do the thumbnail cause I have to take a screenshot of this, uh, with us before, um, before I end it. So. We're gonna hold these bad boys up. There we go. There, there. there we go. Down. <laughs> it's like because it's opposite on the camera. They get it in a good spot. Why can't I get it in a good spot? It's like I'm fucking up. Hang on, wait, wait. I got this and I got that. There you go. It's all backwards, right? Oh, we got it. We got it, Jeff. Look at us. They kept looking at our things. We look like fucking twins, dude. Just like twins, what? Bro. I got a little less up top, but. Yeah, my shit's a little longer there. But you know what? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm sure you make up for it elsewhere. There you go. Yeah. Right. Here's <laughs> um, right. Just like, it's the big one. I got the COVID haircut, too. I got, like, the fuzz going on right now. Oh, do you shave your own a, stuff? I need a fresh cut. You need a fresh? Bro, I haven't had a cut for, like, I, I usually have a skin fade. This yeah. is, like, three or four oh. inches long if you pull yeah. it all out. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I'm going to go. I'm going to take. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll send it over. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Where can everybody find town online, my man? Uh, www.townbrewery.ca. Social. Oh. <laughs> Come uh, on. Who, who are you talking Brewery. to? <laughs> at Town Brewery, bro. Mm-hmm. If you want to shop, it's townbrewery.ca. Instagram's at Town Brewery. Facebook's Town Brewery. Twitter, at Town Brewery CA. There you go. Okay, good. I want to make sure you got that right because you know I See, I told you, Boomer, man. I'm a boomer. <laughs> I told you my website. I told you. And I started it with www. <laughs> I, I get it. I like the old soul than Boomer because I'm older than you. I don't want to be associated with them because they ruined everything. <laughs> and we ain't Gen okay, X either. I'm an old soul. I'm an old soul. Old soul is complete. I'm comfortable. I'm radio with that. and I start my websites with www. I, you know what? And I respect that. Someone needs to. But we're not Gen X, we're millennials. There you go. Okay, that's what we are. Dan is a Gen X, and he's been given. Do you know Gen X gives us shit, and they think we're old. They treat us like we're the fucking boomers. <laughs> like they make fun of us. That's terrible. I like. I couldn't believe it. Anyway, they, have, they haven't earned anything. They don't know. What have What have you done? What have you done? A lot. A lot. Uh, well, I guess <laughs> a lot. A to- lot. Toppling statues and. Uh, he did move during a pandemic, so that's a pretty good start. That's true. He did move during a pandemic episode, so I mean that's pretty that's gangster. That's yeah, yeah. Got to give respect. Um, Jeff, I appreciate you a lot. Hang on after this. I'm going to end the podcast part, then we'll end the live. Um, so, guys, thanks so much for watching. If you enjoyed the episode, smash the thumbs up. Hit subscribe below. Hit the notification bell so you know when the new drops. Follow us on social media at BAWS Podcast. Check out the long-form audio so you can hear extraordinarily attractive gentlemen like Uncle Jeff talk about craft beer in Whitby, Ontario. Canadians. Canadians, wow. Canada's. <laughs> I don't know why I was saying that. The best city for beer in Canada. I said it. I said it. You heard me. You heard me. Fight me. Fight me. That's it, guys. We'll see you in the next episode. Appreciate y'all. Cheers. Get in here.